Welcome to the School of Sheen podcast. The School of Sheen podcast is a Perusia podcast series where we join Archbishop Fulton Sheen expert Alan Smith to take a look at the writings and wisdom of Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen with host Matthew Herman Tay. In this, our first episode, we introduce you to Alan Smith and the venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. The School of Sheen podcast is recorded online with a live audience in Perusia world. To be part of the live online audience during these recordings and to interact in the live member-only Q&A sessions that follow, please join us in Perusia world by visiting perusiamedia.com and clicking on Perusia world for all the information on how to join. Perusia podcast is produced in partnership with EWTN Asia-Pacific and Voice of Charity Radio Australia. Alan Smith, welcome back to Perusia World. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, my friend. It's uh, a very busy life for me with interviews uh, Mm -hmm. on radio stations, television uh, programs, but uh, great to be here with our uh, Perusia family. And of course, it's just not uh, Australia anymore. It's the world. So thanks for having me back on the podcast. Yeah. And uh, let's let's talk about uh, that for a moment that, uh, you know, you, you're actually quite used to being interviewed and, and even being on television, which I, I can't imagine. Tell us a, a little bit about some of the stuff you've done. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm uh, one of 12 children and I tell people this all the time. Uh, the best thing that ever happened to me was being uh, one of 12 children. And, uh, you know, I come from a generation of large Catholic families. So uh, we had 12, uh, but the neighbor had 14 and the neighbor down the street had 16 children. So we weren't the largest family, but we were a good sized family. And we had to sing for our supper. We were kind of a musical family. And so uh, you always had to come and perform to get um, a little bit extra of this or some attention. And so, um, so I kind of know what it's like to entertain people. And um, again, the ham in me uh, followed me my whole life. And so uh, when I had an opportunity, there was a local radio station uh, in my community who was looking for volunteers uh, to um, kind of go to the air and do some spiritual programming. And so it was in 1998 that I started volunteering at a local station, and I did the Faith of Our Fathers show, which was um, just a show about Catholic tradition. And um, again, people really enjoyed learning the faith. And so I did that. And then in 2006, I became the host of the Holy Rosary program. And it is a one hour show uh, on a secular station in Canada, uh, where we play the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. And, uh, you know, I'm there as the host, uh, just kind of leading uh, the prayer time. And so uh, people know my voice more than they know my face. So uh, this, uh, I, I don't fear getting behind a microphone and nor do I fear getting behind a television camera because my mom used to make us sing on TV. She would go to the local cable station and say, my family will come and we'll, we'll do a half hour show every week. And so uh, getting wow. on TV was, was the norm. But uh, meanwhile, um, we just thought it was a way of life. So uh, God was training me for mm-hmm. the big show and the big show. And so he let me uh, do the little gigs. Uh, and then the next thing I know, after many years of doing 
small shows. I'm then on EWTN television on a regular basis. And so um, uh, God mm. has a sense of humor. And um, mm. uh, what's, what's really funny, and when people hear this is, a lot of people think of me that think of me as a scholar, as a, you know, an elder statesman or something, but my day job, I'm a plumber. So uh, my hands, I try to clean them up as best I can. Uh, but I've been fixing pipes for many years. And in hmm. fact, my nick, my nickname is the pipe Padre. So uh, people call me the pipe Padre because uh, plumber by day, uh, radio host, on the weekends and Shane expert uh, all the time. So uh, anyway, just a little note there for our audience that's tuning in today. So a little bit about Al Smith, but again, I thank my parents for um, volunteering me <laughs> for a lot of things. And I say to every parent, uh, don't be afraid to volunteer your kids. They'll fight and scream and, <laughs> and resist you. Uh, but at the end, they'll thank you. And I, I want to thank my mom and dad for, um, you know, putting me um, on the stage, uh, even without asking sometimes, but uh, it's paid big, big dividends. So thank you, mm -hmm. Jesus. So anyway. that is, yeah, absolutely fantastic. And uh, I'm always amazed at how the Holy Spirit can pull together all sorts of disparate threads of our lives and weave them into this beautiful tapestry that can be used for God. You know, uh, I've, I've worked everything from cocktail flair bartending to zookeeping. Uh, don't have a qualification to my name. And, and yet the fact that I used to be an audiovisual technician on live corporate events uh, brought me into Perusia's sphere. And it's incredible how all these different sort of career paths and jobs I've had is sort of all pulled together to be useful now to Perusia, which is uh, absolutely amazing. I praise God for that. Now, you mentioned uh, that you were on uh, radio and television for spiritual stuff, but you also mentioned that you were brought on to television and radio because of being a sheen expert. What exactly is a sheen expert? Yeah. Well, I think, I think it's, um, you know, I, I'm still trying to figure out what that means, but um, um, there's, there's a, it's an old Irish saying. And, you know, um, and a priest one time said to me, if not, you, then who? Mm -hmm. If not you, then who? And you, we need people to do these uh, jobs that you think no one ever, I mean, no one ever think about, like who wants to be a sheen ambassador? Who mm -hmm. wants to talk about a saint? And, and we see some people that have beautiful ministries uh, sharing the messages of Padre Pio, uh, the messages of uh, St. Mary MacKillop, um, there's many people that have a great devotion to certain saints and they become ambassadors for those saints because of the messages that those saints were offering the world. And uh, for me, uh, I came across the writings of Archbishop Sheen. Uh, I always say by a God incidence, um, mm -hmm. it was back in 2009 and my good wife and I were dropping one of our daughters off to university. And uh, while I was getting my daughter settled into her dorm, uh, my wife was in the library and they were offering a number of free books that day, uh, kind of tattered um, old editions they were trying to clear out to make room for some of the newer editions. And so when my good wife saw the free book box, she said, oh, yes. And <laughs> naturally she um, started going through and she picked out a few titles. And one of those books was Bishop Sheen's uh, book from 1949. And it's called Peace of Soul. And um, 
So she started to share that book with me as we were making the five-hour drive back home. And uh, that book uh, really touched my life um, because the first line in that book was this, um, I want to say, call to battle. But um, it was a a line that, uh, again, many people have heard for years now. But he said, unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. And so Mm -hmm. when I heard that, unless souls are saved, nothing is saved, I thought, Bishop Sheen is speaking my language. Um, mm. I'm, I'm, I like to say I'm a bit of a charismaniac. And, um, <laughs> you know, now I have to be careful how I say that. But uh, sometimes people who, um, you know, are friendly to the renewal, um, mm. sometimes, again, people would say, oh, you're, you're part of those, a charismatic group. And I just say, no, 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 we're charismaniacs because, um, you know, sometimes we're taken the wrong way. But I grew up in the renewal. And so my mom and dad were involved in the renewal. And so uh, as a young person, um, I was hanging out with my evangelical brothers and we were Mm -hmm. handing out Bible tracts. And um, but yet I was, you know, sharing with them the sacraments, the power of the Eucharist and and all the good Catholic stuff. And of course they were fighting me on it, but still um, mm-hmm. we were out to go save souls. You know, it was like the mm-hmm. weekend mission was let's go bring some souls to Christ. And so um, again, when I heard Bishop Sheen say this, um, I just thought, wow, that reminds me of my youth. Who's out there trying to save souls anymore. And mm-hmm. so again, Fulton Sheen got my attention. And uh, after reading that book, I started to consume Uh, a number of his books. And uh, what I like about Bishop Sheen's books is they're not all that big. Like they're like, I mean, they're about a hundred pages, most of them. And so they're, they're, they're easy reads. Uh, They're easy to, um, you know, consume, I guess what you want to say consume, but uh, take to heart and finish them in two or three hours. So uh, I like that. I mean, I sometimes get a little bit uh, uh, threatened by large books, but little books uh, don't scare me off. And so uh, before I knew it, I had read 24 of Bishop Sheen's 66 books. And uh, again, his lesson plans that were in these books uh, were really just food for my soul. Um, they enlightened my mind, they strengthened my will. And so uh, he was that good parish priest that just shouldered up to me and said, okay, we're going to fix you. We're going to fix you. And uh, not that I need a lot of fixing, but we all need a little bit of fixing. And so um, again, Fulton Sheen, um, again, is a parish priest at heart and Mm -hmm. his books provide these remedies. And so uh, there's lots there. So I started to um, be comfortable sharing uh, the contents of the book. And uh, the next thing you know, I'm Mm -hmm. starting to give uh, parish reflections and um, again, I had an idea to uh, republish a number of those books, and that's what led me to, uh, again, the first uh, book that I ever published with Sophia Institute Press, and that mm-hmm. was The Cries of Jesus from the Cross, and I just had this um, holy inspiration to put a number of Sheen's writings on the seven last words into one book, and uh, the next thing you know, um, again, EWTN uh, found that book and they loved its contents. And the next thing you know, I'm on uh, Doug Keck's EWTN bookmark show. I'm mm. on uh, live with Father Mitch Pacwa. And uh, again, I think people started to realize, hey, Fulton Sheen has something to say. And uh, to add to that, of course, the cause for Sheen's canonization, the group in Peoria, um, mm-hmm. gave me a ring and invited me to sit on their board of directors. So, um, awesome. Again, God is good that way, but uh, that's just a, a little bit 
of the humble beginnings of my apostolate, but um, mm-hmm. God just, uh, again, uh, is waiting. And I believe in my heart of hearts that saints pick us. Um, sometimes people will talk about their relationship with some saints, and a lot of times they come in a very organic fashion. Uh, mm. They just uh, show up and they grow on you. And the next thing you know, there's a friendship there. So I mm. think for me and Fulton J. Sheen, um, he picked me <laughs> and uh, he, he's been grooming me for a number of years now. Oh, excellent. So who exactly is this man, Fulton J. Sheen? Where was he born? Where did he grow up? All right. Well, you know, I think you can always Google, and this is what's beautiful about Wikipedia mm-hmm. and Google is you just, you know, Google Fulton J. Sheen and everything comes out that he was born in 1895 in El Paso, Illinois. And uh, he was born into a little, um, you know, farming uh, environment. And of course, uh, his father and his mother said, you know, we want what's best for our children. And so they um, you know, moved into the city uh, of Peoria and enrolled their children in the local parochial school. And uh, that's where mm-hmm. Fulton Sheen, of course, got a good Catholic education. And uh, but yet um, his mother did something very special that uh, I remind people of that we have the opportunity to do the same thing. But when Fulton Sheen was being baptized, uh, his good mother took him and uh, placed him by the statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, in the church, and uh, she then consecrated uh, her little child to the care of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and, um, you know, entrusted everything to her, and uh, reminded the little Fulton Sheen of this consecration, and so when Fulton Sheen was about to receive his first Holy Communion, uh, he made a re-consecration, another dedication, because he knew that the Blessed Virgin Mary loved him dearly, and uh, his mother fostered that relationship. And um, so uh, from a very young age, Fulton Sheen um, had a second mother. And of course, uh, if you do any of uh, Fulton Sheen's, um, you know, uh, you know, look at his biographies, mm-hmm. uh, he's always talking about the Blessed Mother. He's always writing about the Blessed Mother. And in fact, he, uh, when he was ordained a priest in uh, 1919, um, he, uh, said that he would say mass every Saturday uh, and uh, in honor of the Blessed Virgin Mary uh, to protect his priesthood. Uh, But again, a little farm boy moved to the city, got a good Catholic education, had a a calling to the priesthood at a young age, and Mm. uh, he pursued that dream. And of course, uh, he uh, um, went to seminary and then of course showed that he was a brilliant academic and his bishop then sent him to Louvain University uh, for further studies. And mm-hmm. there he received a super doctorate. Uh, he was the first American um, to receive the Cardinal Mercy Award. And of course, uh, again, just a brilliant academic. And uh, his bishop called him home to uh, be an assistant pastor at a very small parish in Peoria. And uh, he served um, in that little parish which only had about, I think, seven, um, seven people coming to church. And wow. he was able to increase those numbers to 100. And he went door to door trying mm-hmm. to meet the parishioners and, of course, convince them to come back to the faith. And he was very good at it. And so after his year of, of struggle, uh, the bishop called him into the office and said, um, you know, I've promised you to teach at the Catholic University of America. Um, I want you to go there now and um, 
and go and uh, help souls in, in your teaching role. And he said, why did you make me <laughs> do this uh, hard assignment? And he says, I just wanted to see if you'd be obedient, if you'd be obedient. And he truly was. And he always felt that, uh, you know, he would go wherever he was sent. And uh, if his bishop uh, sent him here, he'd go there. But uh, And he was like that through his whole life. So he was very very good son, a very obedient son. So uh, went to Washington, D.C., the Catholic University of America, and taught there for over 20 years. And while he was there, uh, he was invited to um, uh, be the host of the Catholic Hour radio show. And he went in just as a fill-in, um, and uh, they liked him so much that they said, I think you need to be the full-time host. And so uh, he did that for many years. Uh, and he'd have about uh, four to five million people listening in on his radio show every week. And so um, then at the time, Monsignor Sheen uh, was uh, gaining notoriety. And so uh, those were the early years. And then I think the years that we tend to remember or focus on is his years on television. And so in 1950, uh, one, um, you know, of course, he was consecrated as a bishop and uh, then ended up on television. And uh, there was 30 million people that tuned into his Life is Worth Living show, of which he won an Emmy Award for the Outstanding uh, Personality on Television. So um, those videos are still being watched today. And I know many people uh, will visit my little website that I set up back in 2012, and it's just simply called bishopsheentoday.com mm -hmm. because we need Bishop Sheen today. And all I did was I took the 100 YouTube videos that are out there, and I gathered them up and put them onto one website. So uh, people can come to the website, bishopsheentoday.com, and just go to the watch video section, and they can just click on the 100 videos and, and watch for hours and hours and hours uh, for free. And, uh, you know, the computer is a funny thing. It gives you your statistics. Mm. And every year, over a million people visit my website and watch videos. And wow. uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, uh, again, it's a worldwide audience. And the internet mm. is, is worldwide. So uh, I am, I sometimes just pinch myself saying, wow, a million people come to this little website every year, every day, just to watch Bishop Sheen videos. Mm. And of course, um, I've been on the radio for years with the Bishop Sheen show, and they listen to my replays of my shows. And um, again, the pricing's beautiful. It's all free. <laughs> so uh, people come yeah. to the website and watch videos for free and listen to audio for free. So uh, again, all because of Sheen's brilliance on television, those shows he did in the 50s and the 60s uh, are like he's speaking to us today. And, mm. and that's what saints do when uh, saints, they get it. And of course, they speak mm. truth. And truth uh, is, is eternal. It's eternal. Mm. So mm. it's a wonderful reminder, actually, that uh, because the, the saints are preaching Christ, because they're speaking truth, beauty and goodness, that their words are eternal, that they are relevant, no, no matter what age we live in, the scripture is just as relevant today as it is in the first century. Um, the rule of St. Benedict uh, from uh, the 500s is just as relevant uh, today. Uh, Louis de Montfort's uh, true devotion to Mary and Friends of the Cross, just as relevant today. And here we've got this, uh, this little priest uh, who um, did quite a lot of writing, as I understand, 
his words too are just as relevant for us today. So we, we probably shouldn't be surprised that a million people are, are visiting your website, should we? Mm-hmm. No, and, and again, it's one of these things where um, the church, um, I, I like to say the demographics, like I live in Canada and you know there's you know 35 million people in canada um the number floats and changes uh, all the time it seems with immigration and stuff like that mm-hmm. but the demographics of canada is that 35 percent of all canadians are catholic um mm-hmm. either by birth or by heritage and uh, in the united states of america again there is a high percentage of people that are catholic and so, um, and of course, in Europe, you have Catholic nations, I like to say, um, mm. you know, I think Italy is 91% Catholic by heritage, they may not practice their faith, but still, and so uh, there's a lot of Catholics out there. And um, again, they're Catholics, a lot of them have drifted away from their faith. Uh, but Fulton Sheen was a good shepherd, and he wanted to bring those souls back. Mm. And in fact, I think when they study the numbers, the church in the United States of America in the 50s doubled in size. And a lot of people point to Fulton Sheen as the reason for people coming back to the faith. The war had ended. I think Fulton Sheen started to just prick people's consciences in a bit, saying that you need God in your life, Mm -hmm. uh, that your life is worth living, that God has a plan for each and every one of us. And, um, you know, heaven is our home. Mm -hmm. And that Jesus came into this world to die on the cross so that we may be saved. And um, again, he preached that week in and week out. Uh, he talked about the incarnation on a regular basis, that God so loved the world that he took on human flesh and dwelt among us. And so uh, he kept talking about these great love stories, mm. <laughs> these great love stories. And I think people just were saying, I want what you have, Fulton oh, Sheen. Mm. I want that peace of soul. And um you know, I travel across North America giving retreats and reflections. And um, every time in every place, somebody comes up to me with beautiful sheen stories uh, mm-hmm. because everybody has a personal sheen story. Uh, I know I was recently just in Alabama at EWTN. And uh, after the recordings, a gentleman came up to me and he says, I was baptized by Bishop Sheen. Wow. And I went, I went wow, tell me all about that. And he says, it's got a little bit of a twist to it, but he says, I was an orphan and Hmm. my mother abandoned me when I was a little baby and they dropped the orphans off and Bishop Sheen, when he was in New York, he would go and visit the hospital and he would then find the orphans and Hmm. uh, they would say, um, you know, Fulton Sheen, this little boy was left abandoned by his mother and he'd say, I'd like to baptize that baby. And so he baptized this little boy. And so, and he baptized all the orphans and um, Mm. uh, it was amazing. So uh, when I heard that story, I thought, wow. And and, I mean, this is what Fulton Sheen did. He would come into a town and he'd do his business if he was speaking somewhere, but he'd slip over to a hospital and visit Mm. the sick. He'd slip over to a jail and visit the prisoners. Um, And there's many pictures that you'll see uh, Fulton Sheen visiting people in jail. And so uh, he was a consummate priest, always tending to souls, always mm-hmm. reaching out. And um, I tell you, and again, every city, every city without fail, someone comes up to me and tells me a story of how Fulton Sheen touched their life and had a per- personal encounter with him. 
And, uh, you know, these testimonies, uh, if I just add them all up, I just say, he's a saint. He's a wow. saint. Just wow. on the with the witness that people have shared. So uh, I tell you, um, I am... I, I am just sometimes just um, gobsmacked, I guess is the word, uh, when I hear some of these stories. But um, again, there's many conversions. Many people have come to the faith because of Fulton Sheen's, um, I want to say, convincing way. Um, mm. I think uh, Regis Philman, one of the great um, television stars, uh, he'd always say, you know, Fulton Sheen has these eyes that look into your soul. <laughs> so, and I think a lot of people were kind of going, Ooh, he's got my, you know, he's got my attention. So wow. uh, again, his, 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 you know, I mean, you look at the beautiful picture you have of Fulton Sheen um, behind you and um, you know, just very regal, but yet very caring yet uh, firm when he needed to be firm. And mm -hmm. of course, kind when he needed to be kind. So um Again, mm. he has all the makings of a saint. Wow. So despite the fact that he became a very recognizable face in the, in the US through the television show, you said 30 million viewers. Um, now, in ordinary human weakness, it would be very easy for a man to let that sort of fame go to his head. But what I'm hearing from you is that that didn't happen to Fulton Sheen, that his priesthood, was always at the fore, his sacrificial nature. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, um, yes and no, in the sense mm. that, um, you know, we'd, we'd always say, and you know, when people are, are tough on themselves, like, you know, mm -hmm. we see them and just say, that person is sacrificing, going above and beyond the call of duty. Um, again, you just, you just look at them and say, wow, uh, this person is, is just heroic. Um, mm. And Fulton Sheen, um, was busy tending to souls. He, the mm. list of converts that he, he made and sometimes famous converts too. Mm. Yet uh, he does admit in his autobiography, uh, mm. sometimes falling prey to uh, a little bit of the luxuries of life. Um, you know, those places, um, you know, you always get the best seat in the house, the, the applause. And um, he said, um, again, his autobiography, that uh, after reflecting, he wished he had kind of ran away a little bit from it. But uh, sometimes when you hear the applause, you're drawn to it. And yeah. sometimes you can get lost a little bit. So uh, it happens to the best of us. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it hasn't happened to me that much. You know? I, don't I don't have this big crowds or anything like I, that. I'm trying still... to avoid it myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. 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 So, but to answer your question, I think Fulton Sheen, um, you know, said mm -hmm. that he had to be careful of the sin of pride. Uh, mm -hmm. Because when you have people saying to you all day long, you're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. Um, sometimes you can go to your head a little bit, but uh, again, Fulton Sheen, I think, uh, remained humble because uh, of a very beautiful practice he had of the holy hour, and uh, that was his. Um, I want to just say, um, you know, it's what people remember him for because for 62 years, uh, he never missed a day where he uh, prayed his holy hour uh, and found time to be. Uh, present with the Blessed Sacrament to mm -hmm. listen to the Lord and, of course, to talk to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And um, again, I know for me, one of the most popular books that I've produced that people order on a regular basis is a little book called The Holy Hour Prayer Book. Mm -hmm. And because people are always looking for um, what I call 
um, I want to say holy habits, holy habits. And, and this is what Fulton Sheen did is that he was always showing us what some good holy habits were. And of course, uh, the holy hour is one of those holy habits. So uh, the fact that he talked to Jesus every day uh, for an hour at least, and probably did two or three holy hours, um, that, uh, you know, I can honestly say that Jesus was his best friend. And uh, when you listen to him on television, a lot of times he talks about the Lord in a very fond way, as if he's their good friends. And so, um, and I think this is something we all can learn from Fulton Sheen is that we need to make Jesus our friend and, uh, you know, pull, take him from being way up there and far, far away to very much in our hearts and with us each day. So uh, the holy hour is something to, to learn from Fulton Sheen um, you know, of all his holy habits. And uh, was it the, um, the university post him that took him to New York? What was that university? Well, the Catholic University of America is in Washington, D.C. And so uh, when you know the geography of America, uh, when you get to the East Coast, everything is um, is close. Um, mm. You know, a, a train to New York City is just pretty simple. And so he would get on the train and he'd go from Washington, D.C. Uh, into New York City and do uh, some of the shows. And, um, you know, again, he would do uh, large convert classes. And so um, there was that. But uh, when he was became a bishop, um, he was assigned to the Diocese of New York. And so he was an auxiliary there to Cardinal Spellman. And mm -hmm. uh, so he spent many years in New York. And of course, uh, one of his assignments was he became the national director of the uh, Propagation of the Faith, um, mm -hmm. an, an organization that uh, did, does charitable work. Uh, throughout the world. And so uh, Fulton Sheen, when he was on his television show, he would beg uh, for the poor of the world. And he'd say things like, send me your dimes uh, mm -hmm. so that I can build hospitals and lep lep leprosariums and schools. And, um, you know, he raised uh, tens of millions of dollars um, mm -hmm. for the poor. And in fact, he actually donated his uh, salary, the uh, the fees that he received from the television station. Um, he signed the check over to the poor, uh, to the propagation of the faith so that they uh, would have food and shelter and so much more. So uh, again, that job that he did for 16 years as the national director uh, of the propagation of the faith was, um, again, people are still talking about that. And that's how he got to be known all over the world. He would travel to Africa and Oceania yeah. And uh, again, this yeah. is why you have pictures of Fulton Sheen in Australia, in the Philippines, mm -hmm. in Kenya. Like, again, he was there. He, mm -hmm. he went there and mm -hmm. uh, checked on his staff and his missionaries. And so, mm -hmm. uh, again, he walked the walk and he talked the talk. And, um, but it's when he was walking the walk that um, he did go. And, um, you know, there's the story of he went to go see some lepers in Africa, and he had uh, 500 little mini crucifixes that he was going to give to these 500 lepers. And uh, I think I have one of them here. It's a little cross like this. And um, so he loved to put little crucifixes in mm. people's hands. And so he came up to the first leper, and the leper stuck out his hand, and it was just the stump, um, you know. And Fulton Sheen was a little bit nervous, and, and so he just kind of dropped it on top of his hand and it fell to the ground. 
And then Fulton realized in this moment of clarity that he had to become like them as um, Jesus, uh, you know, took on the misery of so many people. And he picked up that cross and he put that into the palm of that uh, leper's hand. And he did it the same for all other 500 lepers. And by the end of the day, he said there wasn't 500 lepers, but 501 lepers. And I tell you, Fulton Sheen, um, again, was not afraid, was not afraid, but he loved mm. the cross and he shared his little crosses, uh, these little crucifixes with so many people all over the world. So, um, mm. again, just another uh, powerful story, uh, one of many uh, that mm. are out there. And I know that uh, those who are watching at home, they probably all have a Sheen story. Uh, and I'm glad to see that our, uh, you know, our chat and our room is filling up. So it's, uh, I thank everyone for coming, you know, uh, mm. we live in a, you know, sometimes we all are a little zoomed out, I say, you know, <laughs> we've had uh, quite a long uh, period with COVID restrictions, uh, mm. but still people are coming, uh, still coming to these Zoom meetings to, um, you know, share with one another and to, you know, hopefully be inspired with one or two uh, sheen gems, I like to call them that. So mm. uh, these stories, I think, really help us to increase mm. our faith. And what about Sheen's final days? Where where did he finish his ministry on earth? Okay, yeah, and I, I think, um, you know, there was some rough years for Fulton Sheen. Um, you know, his time in New York, even though there was a great deal of success with uh, the propagation of the faith and television, uh, there were those years where there was uh, tension. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was, um, again, his assignment where, all of a sudden he got the call that he was being, um, you know, given the position to become the Bishop of Rochester, New York, mm -hmm. and would have to leave New York City to go to this. Uh, it was one of the smallest dioceses uh, mm -hmm. in New York State and considered sometimes as a, a Siberia of New York State now. Um, but he, again, out of obedience, says, I'm going to go where I'm sent. Mm -hmm. And so he went to Rochester and was the bishop there for three years. And they were three difficult years because um, it's hard to be an administrator. Um, being a bishop is very difficult. You have to make some very difficult decisions with parish closing and disciplining priests and uh, monies and all this other stuff. And so, uh, again, it's different from being on television and running a diocese. And so some people were very critical of his um, years in Rochester. And so they were hard years. Uh, mm. But again, uh, not wasted years, because again, Fulton Sheen took every opportunity he could to serve his people as best he could. And uh, so he uh, filed his resignation because he could. Uh, once you get to a certain age, you can then uh, tenure your resignation. So he wrote to the Holy Father and said, um, you know, I want to retire. And uh, so he did. And uh, the uh, Pope accepted his resignation. And then he spent the last 10 years of his life uh, giving priestly retreats. Uh, mm -hmm. He knew that the key to the renovation of the church and the salvation of souls was to pour uh, as much energy that he could into the priesthood uh, because we need good priests. And uh, we need priests that are dedicated to the holy hour, who are Marian, you know, who are Eucharistic. And uh, this is what he did. He just gave retreat after retreat after retreat to mm. priests and seminarians. Um, and he was very passionate about that. And so uh, that's how he spent his last few years. He 
uh, moved back to New York City and uh, stayed there and used that as his base. But um, mm -hmm. again, every chance he had, he would speak about the holy hour or try to build up the priesthood. And so, uh, again, I really uh, picked up on that as I started to read his life story. And I have a heart for seminarians myself. And uh, we've actually have a little bit of a, an apostolate in our Sheen Mission Society where we raise money every year so that we can buy some books to give to seminarians. Because uh, if the seminarians read Fulton Sheen and it all of a sudden it sticks, in their head, hopefully they can become more like uh, Fulton Sheen, and that we'll have some um, some new a new batch of Monsignor Sheens and Bishop Sheens in the future. So uh, I spend a lot of time with seminarians, just trying to help them along to understand Sheen's writings and to incorporate them um, into their lives. So um, again, I, I think Sheen gave me an example to follow in that I kind of know that I'm going to spend time and energy and money on seminarians. And uh, even if the seminarian doesn't become a priest, uh, he becomes a better man because of mm. Sheen's writings. So mm. um, we're investing in those souls. So uh, mm. that's something that I've been doing for quite some time. Awesome. That is fantastic work. And then do we know anything about Sheen's final day on earth? Well, you know, um, they found Fulton Sheen uh, mm -hmm. in his apartment, um, in his adoration chapel. And um, again, he had a beautiful little chapel in his apartment. And so, um, you know, people who have visited his apartment always say the same thing. It was very modest, mm -hmm. simple. And of course, he had his bedroom. Um, he had, of course, his adoration chapel or his private chapel in the middle of his apartment. And then, of course, his study and his... Um, you know, of course, the area that he ate and uh, he, um, they found him in his chapel, uh, kneeling in front of the Blessed Sacrament, and mm. uh, of course, under the shadow of the cross. And so uh, they found him where he spent a lot of his time, and mm. that was with our Lord. And so, um, you know, I think this is very appropriate. <laughs> mm. You know, I think this is he, he wanted to die. And he said this, he says, he wanted to die on a Marian feast day. He wanted to die on a Saturday. And of course, the Saturday closest to a Marian feast day. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, uh, December the 8th is the feast of, um, <laughs> she's going to come to me because I, now I've got a mental block, but it's a Marian <laughs> feast. I think it's the Immaculate Conception. Uh, but he died on the, on December the 9th. He missed it by a day. Yeah. And, but again, December the 9th is the feast of St. Juan Diego who is an apostle of, um, of course, yeah. uh, spreading Marian devotion. And so in this Fulton Sheen, of course, was uh, an American Juan Diego. <laughs> and mm -hmm. then he was mm -hmm. always uh, trying to promote Our Lady. So um, it, it's one of these things. But again, he died um, in the chapel. And of course, um, again, uh, 2,000 people came and ushered by his coffin. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, uh, I think they were all saying those words, um, I, my Latin or Italian is not that great, but but I think it's subodo subodo sancto subodo sancto, which like make him a saint, make him a saint. And so, wow. um, it seems like uh, even though he died in 1979, mm -hmm. uh, within a few years, people were talking about uh, starting up a cause for his canonization, and mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, making that uh, connecting those dots. And uh, in uh, 2002, um, there was a formal um, a formal, um, I, I want to say, um, 
the papers were signed. <laughs> and yeah. I always like to say, like, people always ask me, oh, so how do you make a scene? Like, what, how, what's the step-by-step-by-step mm-hmm. step step process? And, you know, I say, okay, well, the bishop has to go to Rome and say, I, our, our man, uh, mm-hmm. Fulton Sheen, um, we want to make him a saint. And so uh, they take the papers and then they say, okay, uh, he now is officially called servant of God, Fulton J. Sheen. Mm-hmm. And so the di- diocese of Peoria started the cause of his canonization because mm-hmm. uh, New, York, New York City did not want to take his cause on, nor mm-hmm. did Rochester. And uh, we were happy, uh, and I say we, because I've represented the, the group from Peoria for a number of years, uh, because Fulton Sheen is a Peoria uh, son. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, again, every year, Fulton Sheen would come back to Peoria in Thanksgiving for his priesthood, because this is where his vocation uh, began, and this is where it was nurtured. And mm-hmm. so uh, he appreciated his family that he had in Peoria, and all of the uh, people that supported him in his uh, priestly mission. And so um, year after year after year through his whole life, he would always return to Peoria, uh, even though sometimes he's painted with a New York brush. Oh, he's a New Yorker uh, mm-hmm. because he spent all those years in New York, but he's really still a farm boy and um, mm-hmm. uh, from Peoria. And, um, you know, I think family members that know him and will testify is that really he is a son of Peoria. So I think it was just very fitting that um, uh, his body is now resting in Peoria. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. crypt. And uh, uh, there are hundreds of pilgrims that come and visit his tomb uh, each day. And, um, you know, it's uh, when you compare mm-hmm. the two sites of Peoria, Illinois versus New York City, uh, mm-hmm. it's hard to find parking in New York City. Uh, <laughs> but it's easy to find parking in Peoria, Illinois. And there's buses after buses that come on wow. pilgrimage to Peoria. And um uh, they actually just built a retreat house there. And um, I know I'm going to give a retreat uh, in June of 2022 at the, um, in the retreat house called Sacre Coeur uh, for a special event. So uh, again, uh, Peoria has their saint back and uh, now we're just waiting for a beatification mass uh, mm-hmm. in the near future. And so um, again, <laughs> there's lots of other things that can fill in the dots. And I know mm-hmm. we don't always have hours and hours and hours, but um, you know, I think this is what people appreciate is they know a little mm-hmm. bit more today than they did say an hour ago. So I uh, mm-hmm. appreciate you uh, giving me that opportunity to share a little bit about Bishop Shane. Well, you, you say we, we don't have hours and hours and hours when in actual fact uh, we do because this is only the first of what is going to be many podcasts. As you've said, there is much for each and every one of us to learn from Fulton Sheen and hence this Parisia podcast series is called the School of Sheen podcast and we are indeed going to learn. And uh, I guess what we're kind of doing is creating a Sheen book club, aren't we, Alan? We're actually going to work through each and every one of the, how many was it? 66 titles of Fulton Sheen? Yeah. So no, yeah. Fulton Sheen wrote 66 books. Mm -hmm. Um, There are over 20 years of his radio transcripts. Um, There are, you know, 15 years of his television shows, the Mm -hmm. transcripts. And he had a newspaper column for 30 years. And wow. all of those transcripts. So uh, behind me, I think over in this shoulder here, I think I got mm-hmm. it there, is 
is the full Fulton Sheen collection. I have all 66 mm-hmm. books. I wow. have his, his 20 years of radio transcripts. I have all this stuff. So I've been busy reading for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I have self-published and, um, of course, uh, worked with other publishers. Uh, I have about, I have 24 Sheen titles under my belt. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, people will always say, well, you know, how many of these books have you re-released? And um, mm-hmm. I, I kind of know of the 66 books, uh, there's about 20 of them that I call public domain books that are yeah. books that um, don't have any copyright, um, what I call um, ties to them. And mm-hmm. uh, when Fulton Sheen died, his will um, granted all, all of his licensed works to go to the propagation of the faith. And mm-hmm. so sometimes in some Sheen books, she'll say, uh, this book published courtesy of the propagation of the faith. And so, uh, so I put out a, co- a combination of some books that uh, we credit uh, the propagation of the faith, and we want them to be compensated because Fulton Sheen raised money for the poor, and it's their way of generating a revenue. And uh, there's other titles that I've published that are of the public domain, uh, but there are titles that people want, uh, those mm. beautiful Books such as Victory Over Vice, uh, mm-hmm. The Cross and the Beatitudes, um, Calvary and the Mass, uh, The Seven Words of Jesus and Mary, uh, just to name a few. And so, um, you know, we've actually now partnered with Perusia Media, and I believe uh, you're carrying 12 of the uh, 24 correct. titles. Like I've, yep. I've, I've self-published now uh, 22 books. And I have uh, three books uh, currently that um, are published with a large Catholic publisher uh, in America, Sophia mm-hmm. Institute Press. And so, um, so some people sometimes uh, will find me about the books that I've self-published through Bishop Sheen today, or they may find me through, uh, again, the large publisher of Sophia Institute Press, which, uh, mm-hmm. again, I'm indebted to uh, because uh, they have been so enthusiastic about sharing uh, Fulton Sheen and uh, a good uh, portion of the proceeds that we make from this book go towards the seminarians mm-hmm. and to the work of Sophia Institute Press. So uh, mm-hmm. they are both the seminarians and Sophia uh, Institute are beneficiaries of our work. And so uh, we're glad uh, to do this. Remember, I'm a plumber. I do okay for our living. Okay. So, um, you know, I don't... <laughs> You know, I always just say, um, the Lord has taken care of me and my needs uh, through my plumbing business, but uh, I'm trying to build a bit of a spiritual treasure here with uh, the work that we're doing with the Sheen Foundation. So, uh, yeah. so there we go. But uh, awesome. we're going to do uh, a book every month. And, yep. you know, I know these books well, and I do give lectures at the seminary. So, um, you know, I will unpackage uh, each book as best I can. So mm-hmm. we'll spend uh, next month, we're going to, uh, I think, uh, tackle victory over vice, because uh, everybody has a sin problem. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I don't mean to say that I don't want to offend anybody that's in the chat room. But um, <laughs> you may know, if you're saying maybe you know, someone that's got a sin problem. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we all need help with the seven deadly sins of anger, envy, lust, greed, um, pride, uh, gluttony, um, sloth, you know, I think I got some, I don't know, might've missed one or whatever, but, uh, but again, Fulton Sheen, uh, gives us remedies to these seven deadly sins. And so we're going to do that, uh, I think in our next podcast, and, uh, then we'll tackle the following month. We're going to do the holy hour, 
uh, meditations. We're going to spend some time because uh, Fulton Sheen has what I call a, a three seven-step programs. Okay, mm -hmm. um, you know a lot of people who have struggled with addictions talk about a twelve-step program. They always mm -hmm. say, "Well, I'm enrolled in a twelve-step program." And I said, well, I'm enrolled in a seven-step program. And they kind of give me this look like, what do you mean seven-step program? But Fulton Sheen has what I call three seven-step programs. And hmm. uh, again, we will uh, unpackage these three seven-step programs uh, over the next few months. Uh, I'm not going to give it all away today. I don't <laughs> want to do that. But still, I think we're going to have something for everyone. And, you know, we're going to make it um, fun for everybody. We're going to have book giveaways. Um, I've got all kinds of uh, clothing, right? So I have T-shirts made up that are behind me that say the School of Sheen. And it's got mm -hmm. uh, Fulton Sheen's um, coat of arms on it. And on the back of the T-shirts, it says, unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. So mm -hmm. uh, we got T-shirts. We got uh, hoodies, we've got uh, hats, we got, we got all the swell stuff, you know, so we're going to awesome. give away prizes, we're, but of course, give away a few free books too. Uh, we always have lots of books, but uh, we want to make it uh, interactive is the word. So um, plan to always talk for 30 to 45 minutes, of course, then take uh, questions and answer, um, mm -hmm. you know, the inquiries that people have. And uh, we're going to do that. I mean, there is, as I said, 66 books. And mm -hmm. I think we can go for five years if you want. Um, but <laughs> you know, I, I think what we're going to do is do the 12 that uh, Perusia Media uh, mm -hmm. have listed. And um, we'll start with that. And uh, as we approach Lent, uh, we will then to what I call the Lenten series that mm -hmm. uh, Fulton Sheen, of course, the cries of Jesus from the cross. And um, we'll, we'll kind of concentrate on that. So uh, there's stuff for Advent, there's stuff for Lent and, um, mm -hmm. Of course, uh, with this library that uh, is available to us, uh, we will be, um, let's just say, um, good students, good students yeah. by the end. So um, we're, and of course, yeah. we're, we're, we're also in, you know, we are going to announce what title we're going to do, you know, for next month and the month after. So what we're actually doing is we're inviting people to, to go and purchase the book, read the book for yourself, and then come into these podcasts, uh, have Alan unpack some of the, the main points, but then what we really want is uh, if you've read the book, come and ask your questions. Come and, and try and get some deeper understanding from a man who's spent a lot of time in the writings of Fulton Sheen. And so uh, next month, Victory Over Vice, and the month after that, The Holy Hour. And if you're in Australia, you can, of course, get those titles from Perusia at perusiamedia.com. And in the US, you can also get them from Alan's website, which is bishopsheentoday.com. All right. Yeah. And I mean, if you live in Japan, you can get it through amazon.japan. I wanted in, to ask about yeah, that, actually, because yeah. being, uh, Parisia World gets, uh, has a, a very strong contingent from the Philippines. Where's the right. best place for people in the Philippines and Malaysia to get a hold of these books, Alan? Well, well, I still think that, um, you know, I think the world has gone, I'm not saying Amazon crazy, but, um, <laughs> you know, it just seems that Amazon has a real presence and, mm. and not everybody's a fan of Amazon. And I understand that. And that's why it's nice to have, um, you know, Catholic retailers and uh, other um, avenues to purchase books. But mm. I still think sometimes uh, for some Amazon is the default. And so um, Amazon has uh, what I call 12 
large centers that they focus on. There's Japan, the United Kingdom, there's Germany, there's France, Spain, Italy, uh, Australia, of course, is mm-hmm. one of their uh, locales. Um, but buy from Parisia. Don't, don't, if you're in Australia, buy from Parisia. Buy from Parisia, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, um, but they don't have Amazon Philippines. I, I haven't seen it yet, or maybe they do. I mean, I think they do. But, um, you know, what happens with our printing uh, arm is that there's 12 areas, 12 places that we print our books um, with, uh, like I say, of course, in Australia, Perusia is is printing our books. So uh, we ask you to support Perusia if you're from the land down under. Uh, mm. If you, of course, live in North America, Japan, the United Kingdom or Europe, uh, by all means, uh, you can find us on Amazon or through my website, bishopsheentoday.com, and I'll be able to direct you and get the books to you. And uh, we actually even have sometimes what we call our... Um, we call, we call it a free book offer. Now, sometimes people uh, say something to me like we, we, we typically people give us a donation. We send them a book. I mean, we, we want to thank people for that. So uh, we people will come in and say, for example, give us a $50 donation. We'll then give them two books. And so uh, we've done that for years now. And, um, you know, so there is a little thing that you'll see when you come on the website. And so it's just kind of like this, the the bigger the donation, the more books we give you, right? But uh, mm-hmm. we keep a little bit to help us with our seminarian program and yeah. to pay our bills, but we want people to read Sheen. So uh, mm-hmm. so people will visit bishopsheentoday.com and you'll see the free book offer and you can read through it, but just uh, just give us a donation, tell us what books you want and we'll help you out. And of course, um, it's easy for us to get it no matter where uh, you live. And uh, if it's Australia, if it's in Canada, if it's in America, uh, you know, in Ireland or uh, even Japan, we can help you with that. So uh, yeah. hopefully that. So, all right. And uh, I think yep. that Paula. And of course, I would like to, to reiterate that, you know, please, please do go to bishopsheentoday.com and please consider donating to Alan's work with seminarians. As we've heard that uh, Bishop Fulton Sheen uh, had a great love of the priesthood of priests and of seminarians. And so getting these books into the hands of our future priests is a very noble mission. So please consider donating to uh, Alan. All right. Well, we uh, we do have some live participants. We're a little out of time. So what we're going to do now is uh, finish up the recording and then go into our private uh, Q&A. But uh, we hope that you've enjoyed uh, today's talk and uh, we encourage you to go and get a hold of the book for next month, uh, Victory Over Vice, and then come back and join Alan and myself uh, next month. Um, Alan, thank you so much for giving so much of your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Oh, it's it's my pleasure. And, you know, I think, um, you know, I, I just sometimes still pinch myself and say, Lord, why do you have me doing this work? I mean, I still, you know, I'm a, a father, a grandfather, <laughs> a husband, a business owner, a plumber, like it's like, and yet uh, he still keeps calling me to say, oh, but I want you to talk about Sheen uh, mm. to a, a group uh, from Australia and all over the world. So, um, mm. and so I'm glad to do that. I mean, um, I, I learned from St. Therese, the little flower years ago, um, and I'm paraphrasing here, but um you know, she was sitting one day on her grandfather's lap and uh, she was looking up in the stars and she saw in the stars a letter T. And mm. she said to her, um, 
her father or grandfather, you know, Papa, my name is written in heaven. I know I'm going to spend my eternity with Jesus. And it was that idea of eternity that uh, St. Therese knew that she was made forever. That there mm. was something inside of her that was going to be forever. Yes, her body would deteriorate and um, it only had so many years in it, but she knew that her soul was forever. And so uh, taking that to heart, I realized I was made for eternity. Get used to it, embrace it, and know that God has a plan. So uh, today I'm busy plumbing and sheen. Um, when the Lord closes my eyes, he'll have work for me to do in heaven. So um, again, I just trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord. And I want everyone at home to have that same trust that St. Therese had, that uh, again, to know and embrace that you were made for eternity get used to it. And as Fulton Sheen said, your life is worth living. God has a plan for you. And mm -hmm. sometimes that plan includes a little bit of pain and suffering, but he still has a plan for you. And so uh, all will be well. So again, I'll leave that with uh, <laughs> my parting words, I guess. And I want to thank everybody that's joined us and mm -hmm. uh, looking forward to talking about victory over vice uh, mm -hmm. next month. And then the holy hour uh, the following month. And, um, you know, I think it's one of these things, once you read one of his books, uh, the next thing you know, you're reading another one and another one. You're going to be just like me. You're going to have read 24 books uh, <laughs> within a first, the first year. And you're kind of going to go, wow, that was easy. That was easy. Yeah. So that's awesome. awesome. Okay. All right. So, yeah, thank you, everyone, to have listened to this podcast, uh, School of Sheen, the very first School of Sheen podcast. And uh, we look forward to your company again uh, next month. Thank you very much. And God bless. Thanks for listening to the Perusia podcast. If you've enjoyed these podcasts, please share with your family and friends. And for more information about everything Perusia, please visit our website at perusiamedia.com.